Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello, 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 and hello. I am so honored that, that you would join me uh, for our final podcast of 2019. I know, um, you know, we, we're just getting started this year, and, and we've uh, thrown some great episodes out, and, and I want you to look forward to what we have coming up for you in 2020. Amazing guests that you're going to hear from in 2020. And, and I want to thank you all for your listenership. I want to thank you for uh, being subscribers. I want to thank you for uh, your motivation and your encouragement, your, your notes of encouragement, your notes of, of attaboys, as it were. And, and just uh, continue to uh, encourage us and, and to strengthen us as, as we continue to build this platform uh, that uh, God has given us. And, and I'm thankful for you. Uh, and I pray that it is a blessing to you and anybody you pass it along to anybody who hears the sound of this podcast. I pray that that uh, you are blessed by it tremendously. And, and I hope that that this is a, a blessed holiday season for you. Um, and it's not about the presence. It's not about the gifts. It's about, uh, first of all, it's about God's presence. And it's about, you know, you really uh, spending time to be grateful for all that he has done for you. And just really spending time uh, with friends and family, if you get a moment, or even you know, you say, "Well, I don't have very many of those." Go to the nursing home, uh, go to the hospital, go visit somebody, go to the cancer ward, uh, go to the homeless shelter, go to um, the uh, anywhere. Uh, write letters to to um, someone who uh, you haven't spoken to in years, or or call somebody you haven't spoken to in a while, but this is your opportunity. It doesn't have to be tangible uh, gifts that you can give. Sometimes your presence alone, sometimes just people knowing that you really care for them and that you have taken time out, that is valuable within itself. So don't get so caught up on on the natural physical gifts, but just be there for somebody. Uh, give them you. Um, that a lot of times, and most times, is the best present that you can ever give somebody. But I am so excited about this show that we have today. You know, <clears throat> with our last and final show of 2019, I wanted to do something that is going to uh, lead you into 2020. I wanted to do something that is going to help you uh, to have a, a better, uh, more focused, more uh, prosperous uh, 2020. And so, I have on on this show a guest of mine who has written a tremendous book. And if you are dealing with uh, trauma, if you're dealing with uh, any kind of emotional issues, this is going to be the book that you are going to want to get for either yourself or somebody you may know who is dealing with that. My guest today is Michelle Dennis. Michelle Dennis is a best-selling author, transformational speaker, and philanthropist. She advocates for the emotional healing of youth who have experienced childhood trauma. Michelle shares transparent insight and encounters others. I'm sorry, rather empowers others. You know, this is, you know, here's the thing about it. Okay, let me just stop right here. I am not perfect. I am not a news commentator. And I know, you know, you when you get on these things, you should be perfect and you should be like a news commentator. Well, I, I ain't it. <laughs> you know, I just be quite honest. I ain't it. I'm not it. I am a, a work in progress. So if you allow me to be a work in progress, I'll have grace for you uh, to be a work in progress. So uh, bear with me. And, uh, 
you know, this is a journey that we're all taking. Uh, again, I'm sorry. Michelle uh, shares transparent insight and empowers others to leverage their abilities and uh, turn their tra tragedies into triumph. She believes that the chains of our past can be broken through forgiveness and acceptance. Through these processes, she believes that you can attain the courage that is necessary to begin again. She uses her platform to spread awareness on the need for self-love, self-prioritization, self-awareness, and courage to cope with emotional injury. She is the founder of Enough Is Enough Guru, an organization that empowers others with the tools to find triumph after trauma. The issues that Michelle encountered as a young girl or the issues that she advocates in solving them for the youth today. She is the proud mother of two young adults and a fitness enthusiast. Will you please help me the welcome to the show, Michelle Dennis. Michelle, thanks so much for uh, being with us right here on the uh, Hardcore Podcast. Uh, this book is a is a phenomenal book. It's a um, it's a best selling book already. Uh, recently released, uh, Adopting Courage. Uh, before we get into the book, tell me about your um, experience in the foster care system. Okay, so thank you for inviting me on your show, by the way. Um, my so my book is actually my life um, in foster care at the age of six um, was very traumatic for me. You know, uh, basically my mother, she had her ups and downs and the downs were that she had to give us away. So um, she let myself and my brothers go at six and seven. Um, we were put in the uh, foster care, which tore me to pieces. Uh, I experienced um, abuse, you know, uh, sexual abuse while in foster care. And from there, I um, was put in, uh, you were adopted. I'm sorry, I got it. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then from there, we, we were adopted all together. So that was a lesson that we were all together. Um, we, were, we weren't separated or anything like that. So, and from, you know, living in, from foster care to being adopted, that was another traumatic experience because it was verbal and mental abuse that I had to experience. Well, that's really... Uh... First of all, that was a real blessing that, that you and your brother were adopted together. Um, many times, families, are, unfortunately, three of you all, that, and that makes yeah, it my brother's point. Yes. And because a, a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, kids get separated. And, and so mm -hmm. you're now saying that the abuse continued once you were in the foster care or in the care of, of, of uh, your new family? My new family, my mother was a little hard, you know, a little harsh with us. Um, she felt like, I think she was trying to keep her marriage, the reason why she even adopted us, because my father couldn't have any more kids. He only had one and he couldn't have any more. So they were only gonna adopt two. So they were gonna adopt my brothers, but my father was like, we can't let her, you know, we gotta keep them together, you know? So I. 
you know, they adopted me as well. But it was rough for me because, you know, they had already had a daughter. And uh, my mother was just really hardcore. You know, we dealt with a lot. You know, she was mentally and physically abusive. Um, and, so, and, and so that continued um, until uh, what age did you decide to, to leave at home? Uh, I left at 18. And I, there was no return. Once I left, I was gone. And the relationship was completely over. I kept trying to come back in and, you know, trying to like, you know, I was looking for some like love or something from her, but I just couldn't get it. So I haven't spoke to her in over, the last time I spoke to her was in 2013 uh, when my, my son graduated high school. What about your, your siblings, your brothers? Do they uh, still keep in contact with them? Not our mother, just our father. We only speak to our father. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, my, parent, my parents actually were, um, got divorced because of the, our situation. My dad couldn't take it anymore. You know, there was a lot of things that my dad didn't know until we were grown, you know, um, the, the abuse that we had. My dad used to travel a lot for work. Okay. So the things that uh, he didn't know were, you know, it was while he was gone. Wow. So uh, that is a, a very uh, traumatic and, and, and unfortunate that, that you all had to deal with that. And that is what I, I believe it, it stemmed the writing of this book. Um, tell me about, about that journey of writing this book and, and what was that like to actually uh, put your experience down on paper? Um. My journey, I, you know, the crazy part was is that I've always wanted to write this book. I've been wanting to write this book since my early 20s. I'm 41 now. Um, but it was when I finally was like, okay, I had to do, you know, like research on my, my life first and, 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 and try to get to find myself. So I ended up going to therapy. And when I started going to therapy, I'm like, okay, this is something I may need to talk about. This is something that people need to, to hear because we all have issues. And so the thing was, once I was going to therapy, I'm like, this is expensive. <laughs> this, is, this is really expensive. Like, how do people, people can't afford this? I mean, you really have to maybe get a second job just to even afford therapy. So I decided to put my therapist um, involved with this book too as well. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I got to help somebody. Let me, let me put some clinical in this book so people are you know able to get just the, a foundation to get started on trying to heal which so i think is, yeah which i think is so smart um so that you're not just telling your experience but 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 here are some things that can help you out as, as well so if you've been thinking about it for a while and and, and going through counseling then uh why what was the ultimate decision that made you say, okay, right now is the time to do it? Did you feel a certain grace to do it? Did you feel um, like, um, you know, you just, you had all of the inside courage to do it? What what made you say, right now is the time I'm going to put this book out? Well, it was actually a year ago and I needed, you know, I was trying to find someone to publish the book and 
it just didn't fit right. I was like, this guy, he, you know, he, he can't tell my story. I need somebody that's been like experienced a little bit of something. And it was crazy. I ended up um, meeting a woman and she introduced me to this woman sitting next to me, uh, <laughs> Sierra Range. And she's wrote, as young as she is, you know, she's wrote, you know, over 30 books. She worked in a detention center with kids. Her mother was in foster care. We just had this conversation. And I was like, you're, you're the fit. You're the one that's going to help me write this book. And it took me two months. It was up and running. The book was wrote and done in two months. Two months? Oh, two my months. gosh. Yeah, because I had already had the stories. Okay. You know, what took the longest was the clinical part was that, you know, I had to get the therapist to put, you know, I wrote the story and then she had to write what, you know, uh, what could fix that problem. So you had, you been, had you been uh, journaling um, uh, along the way or, or you had all yes. of this in your head? Yes. And I even actually have, uh, my next move really is uh, to do like a TV series. I actually have a life journey that, you know, when I was uh, younger, you know, my 20s and dealing with all these different people in my life. And that's another story. But that's with us. Yeah, we're, we're going to get, we're going to get, we'll get to that later. <laughs> a few minutes. So I'm not done journaling. Let's put it like that. I'm still working on it. That's, that's uh, wonderful. And, and I'm so glad you were able to uh, put your experience down on paper. Now, there are a, a lot of adults who are, who may be listening and, and perhaps they are, they're scarred from the foster care system. And, and so beyond, you know, the obvious of, of getting the book, reading the book, what is it that you can, can, can give to them to help them to um, fight the voices of the past, to overcome the, the trauma that they have went through going through the foster care system, or maybe just a bad parenting system as well? Well, number one, they have to forgive, you know, um, they have to love their self and focus on themselves first. You can't love anybody else until you focus on yourself first. You know, uh, what, what helped me was I had to, I've been working out my whole life. Like that was something that helped me get my pain out. Because when you're working out, you can't focus on nothing else. Your mind is cleared because you're trying to get through those sets. You know, you can't sit and dwell on what's, you know, what your problem is. And that's what got things out for me. It was easy for me to get that done at the beginning of your day, you know, wake up a couple hours early and knock that out, go run, you know, go punch the air, do whatever you need to do, but you, you definitely have to work on yourself first. Um, you know, uh, trying to go to therapy, not everybody can afford it. You know, that's why I came out with this book. Like, I have certain things in the book that can actually get you started, you know, and, and, and recognizing what's going on with yourself. I think that uh, the point you brought up about forgiveness is so detrimental because it is the, the saying that to uh, walk in unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and hoping someone else dies. Right. And, and I think it's, it's so vital that if you're going to move on uh, with your life that you have got to forgive. And as hard as it is, You've got to do it because that other person who you choose not to forgive 
they may be dead, they may have gone on with their life, they may have even forgotten what they've done to you. And if you do not learn to forgive, you're wearing that arbitrage around your neck forever, and somebody else that, that you're holding on to doesn't even remember. Right. They don't even care anymore. And no. you have given them the power to control your life. Um, Michelle, is your book, is it faith-based or is it, is it uh, open for anybody who chooses to read? It's both. Okay. It's both. I have affirmations, you know, I have quotes just to get you, you know, uh, get your, your mind going on the right path, you know, gotcha. um, you know, and, you know, I can't say who, to, who for you to believe in. I believe in God. I don't know what other people believe in. So I put different things in the book for you to just believe in something. Absolutely. I, I think it's, I, I think it's good. Um, you know, I, I will openly admit that, that we are people of faith and, and without faith, it is impossible to make it through this world and through this yes. life. And, and, and I'm just so thankful that, you know, that God would allow you grace to be able to tell your story because there's a lot of people who went through that same thing and, and, and even maybe didn't go through it as bad and they are not able to tell their story. So I'm thankful that you are graced enough to tell your story, to get it out there, to help somebody else so that, that somebody else will not have to go through the same trauma, not have to fight with the same voices, not have to fight with the same feelings that you did. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Let me ask you this. Okay, so as a young person, as a teenager, or or young adult, um, maybe a young child who could be listening right now, and and uh, you know somebody wanted them to hear this this podcast. Um, what do you say to them that will encourage them um, the way you wished someone would encourage you uh, when you were their age? Um, number one, I would say that it's not your fault. You know. Uh, you didn't come in this world uh, to hate or to hurt, and you gotta let go of what what someone else did to you. You know, you can't keep uh, you can't keep hold of that, and you have to be able to forgive them, even if you don't get the apology, because most of the times you're not gonna get it. So you have to keep that in mind is that you know you still have to push forward with yourself and believe in yourself and and just keep going. Yeah, you, you, you have got to keep going. I think that's the key. You have got to keep going and you've got to keep pressing and there is gonna be a brighter day. You have to believe it and you have to fight for it. I think yeah. it's important that you have got to fight for your happiness. I know you, you're yes. a big advocate on, on self-care and, and, and taking care of you and a lot of people they let themselves go by the wayside, taking care of everybody else. But how do you manage to do it with everything you got, an author, philanthropist, and fitness expert, you got all this stuff going on, a great mom. How do you manage uh, to find you in the midst of all of your demands that you have? Uh, you have to write that stuff down. Uh, that's number one. <laughs> if you don't have your goals lined up, you know, you don't have what you're going to do for the day before, you're not going to make it, you know, you just have to take time and 
say what's more important. You know, working out for me is important. If I have to get up at two o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get it done. So it's just things that you have to set that's important to you to, you know, get you through the day, you know. Um, wait, wait, wait. If you have to get up at two o'clock, what time are you going to bed? Uh, I go to bed early. So I, I go to bed early. I'm like falling asleep at like nine o'clock. So. Oh, mercy. Yeah. 10.30 sharp is uh, my, <laughs> it's my bedtime. So, you know, um, you know, I just, um, I try to have a schedule. You gotta have a schedule. Sure. You know, if you don't have a schedule, it's not gonna work. You know, it's just, yeah, it's you, just have to, you have to set for yourself. And you do have to be intentional. Um, that's That's yeah. one of the biggest things. You've got to be intentional. So tell me about Enough is Enough. What made you form that organization? Okay, so Enough is Enough started uh, back in 2012. It was on paper 2013. Um, but I've always helped people. I've been doing this my whole life. You know, um, I started off just donating clothes, the clothes off my back and my, my children's clothes to different foster cares or just people that needed it. And that's how it all started. And I was like, hmm, let me just, let me just keep, keep this going. So I just kept it going. And right now, um, I'm actually donating to Devereaux. Um, it's a foster agency in Orlando. It's one of the biggest um, national foster agencies in the United States. Um, so we're doing a toy drive now. And I do this every year. I do a, a toy drive and I do a clothes donation every year for Thanksgiving and um, Christmas. So this is something I've been doing since I was like 18 years old. Wow, uh, that's great because uh, to be that selfless at, at such a young age, really nowadays is a, is a true rarity. And uh, how can we get involved? How can we participate in that, uh, your organization? You can go to um, enoughisenough.guru and I actually have items for sale. So if you would like to just, you know, purchase something, you can actually, all proceeds go to uh, a kid in need. Okay. And again, enough is E-N-U-F-F-I-S-E-N-U-F-F.guru yeah. um, to find out more information about that. So uh, you have next to you your, your publisher's uh, your uh, publisher, rather, uh, Sierra yes. Range. So, uh, Miss Range, let me ask you a question. Uh, a, a book like this um, that deals with, with so much uh, but but is needed by uh, so many, how hard was it to, to get this book uh, published and brought into stores? And was it, a, was it a real hard sell for you as the publisher? Um, it wasn't a hard sell at all. My company, Live Limitless Publishing, we tend to focus on helping authors craft signature stories and then take away the lesson from their life struggle. We never want to leave our readers, you know, in the dark. We don't want to give them secondhand trauma by just dumping all of our trauma onto them. And so our model with the company is to always help the, the author um, extract the lesson from that life struggle and then to lead with the solution. So while we help authors share their stories, we always want to focus on giving the reader a solution and a call to action. If you relate to my story, here are some tools and some next steps to help you grow in that area. So just speaking with Michelle, our very first um, meeting, 
we just really meshed so much. Like, I remember we met um, by way of another friend who's a client of mine as well. And she introduced me to Michelle. She told me her story. We just kind of clicked. And so just like she said, the process was about two months because everything just kind of flowed. We had to believe in divine alignment, divine order. And everything just tends to just kind of, at least we were able to accelerate the process. Um, I was able to definitely understand her story and then articulate that for her. So it was a really great process. Um, Michelle was very much focused on helping people. You know, she's a little resistant at first to tell the story because of course we always want to protect the people that we love. We never want to villainize and demonize the people that we love, even if they have hurt us. And so we were very practical in telling that part of the story, but focusing more on the solution. And it was a really great process. Wonderful. So, okay, all right, Ms. Ranch. Now, here's the thing about it. Since I have you on here as, as my bonus guest, I'm gonna ask you, uh, I'm gonna ask you for three steps because I get people hit me up all the time. I, I, of course, I wrote a book, Hardcore, and published yeah. in, in April of uh, 2018. But I get hit, people that hit me all the time. And how do you write a book? How do you get it out? This, that, how do, how do you make a book work? In three steps, for somebody who wants to write a book, what, what would you say are the initial first three steps they need to take? Okay, so number one, I would say, you need to be able to identify your ideal reader avatar. Um, these are the people who are going to be most likely to read, love, buy, and recommend your book. And so when you're able to identify who your book is for, you're able to speak a language, a dialect, a tone that's going to relate that with respect to people. And when you write your book, starting with the ideal reader avatar, you have your marketing built in. You're speaking specifically to a group. So for Michelle, we knew exactly who we were talking to. We knew what pain points they had. We were able to tap into those pain points. We understood what their struggles were. We were able to provide solutions to speak to that particular struggle. We knew who we were talking to. And so the book then is a lot easier to market because you're able to write the book with your ideal reader in mind. So I would say, number one, definitely take some time to identify who is going to be your ideal reader. Um, second, craft signature stories. You know, lots of people write books and the book just collects dust. When you have signature stories, those stories go on to be your, your TED talk or your, your stage talk, your, your, your key points. So what are your signature stories? You know, what, when your reader puts down your book, what is going to be that thing they remember the most of your book? So I would also encourage people to say at least develop three or four just signature stories that drive your content home. And then as far as the content, your content should be your nugget, the takeaway what the reader is going to learn. And so our particular model, we focus on story, content, and then call to action. You share your story in a way that it's able that you're able to relate to your reader, but you don't leave them in the dark. You share your story, but then you also go to the compelling content. What is that thing that you want the reader to take away from your story? What is that thing that you took away from it? What did you learn from it? And how can you articulate that lesson to your reader in a way that they're able to level up and grow in that area as well? And then you always take it a step further. Have a call to action. What happens once I hear your story, you know, once I digest your content, what do I do next? And so Michelle's book that action was we had clinical perspective from a licensed therapist, Catherine Ball, who was such a great participant. And so the call to action in, um, at the end of every chapter for Michelle was you know, a self-help tool, identifying you know, red flags, identifying your triggers. You always need your reader into the light. If you share a dark story or something that was traumatic, you always want to lead your reader back to the light. So, you know, you have your story, you have your compelling content, and then you have a call to action. 
And I think that's a really great tool because it positions you now as an author to not just be someone who has a story to share, but to also be someone who has a lesson to teach. And so now Michelle, with her book, she's able to go on and not just share her story, but now she can speak to these different areas and she can teach something. You know, those call to actions become your integrated coaching. And so a lot of our readers, a lot of our authors go on to become speakers and coaches. And then they use that book as, of course, a launching pad for that because you have your marketing built into it, you have your audience um, already identified, and then your call to action becomes your coaching program. And so it's been a really great process for our authors, and we're just really excited to be able to collaborate with women who have great stories and a heart to help people grow. Wonderful. That's, uh, that is uh, pretty much the same thing I tell people, so I'm glad to see we're on the same. Uh, yes. <laughs> that you have got to identify that audience, you got to have some takeaways and you got to identify the story. And so if you're listening, you're getting ready to write a book, before you write that book, you should know who you are going after. Because if you don't know who you're going after, you cannot measure the effectiveness of the book. So this right. book- And uh, thing too, I think sometimes they're still in their story. Like they want to write a book, but they're, they're still in it. They haven't graduated from the struggle yet. And so it's really hard then um, to have a, a compelling, you know, takeaway or to have a call to action if you yourself is you're still in that struggle. You're trying to call yourself, so you don't know. Yeah, yeah no, that's 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 really good. No, you have got to, you kind of got to be out of the situation. Now you can journal as you go through it, but once you get out of it, and then you you find the appropriate healing for yourself, then you can tell your story because. What the reader is going to know, want to know is, okay, what did you do to help you? Now, what can I do to help me to get out of the situation? <laughs> Adopting Courage, A Survivor's Guide to Triumph After Trauma. This book is um, number one on Amazon. Um, where else can we find it? And, and how can we stay connected um, with, with uh, Michelle Dennis and all that she's doing? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let uh, Sierra say this part for me because <laughs> I'm excited and I might mess it up. <laughs> so this is really a big deal, especially for small publishing houses because now we've um, partnered with Barnes and Nobles, and so um, Michelle actually has an in-store book signing with Barnes and Nobles, and this is the first time that my company has been able to have physical copies inside of the store. All of our authors are online at Barnes and Nobles. This will be the first time we actually have placement and sign in a physical location. And so you guys can find her book on Amazon.com, um, AdoptingCourage.com, and definitely Barnes & Noble. We're going to be at the Miami location on January 4th from 4 to 5. So if you're in Miami, be sure to stop by, say hi, you know, meet Michelle, grab your sign, copy of the book. We will be at Barnes & Noble's exclusively that day, so we're super excited about that. Yes, Give me that date again, January 4th uh, yeah. in Miami. From at 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. At the Kindle location, the Kindle Barnes and Nobles. Kindle location. So if you're in the Miami area, anywhere close to Fort Lauderdale, that's about all the cities I can name around there. That's the only cities I go to. So <laughs> um, but yes, oh yeah, all South Florida. <laughs> in South Florida, you need to be at Barnes and Nobles. And congratulations again on having Thank a you. book sign on January fourth, four p.m. at the Kindle location. Uh, this has been a, a great inform, um, informative um, interview, and I hope that you all enjoyed it. 
thank you all so very much for your time and uh, thank you for helping somebody today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Michelle Dennis and her publisher, Sierra Range, for being on the Hardcore Podcast. Listen, if you're dealing with something, if you need help, if you need um, counseling, if you need to talk to somebody, maybe you have experienced a traumatic background, maybe there's some things in your past that really, really, uh, for lack of a better term, almost sent you over the edge. Maybe there's some things you've been dealing with, maybe some things in your adulthood that you have been dealing with and you just really need to talk to somebody. I want to encourage you to seek counsel whether that's going to be a spiritual counseling whether you go see a psychiatrist or somebody i want to encourage you stop trying to sit on this stuff and stop trying to figure it out on your own get the counseling get the help that you need for you to be better for you first of all and and then for your family for your friends for your loved ones for your career you could be blocking blessings in your life you could be passing up great opportunities you could have people that are passing you up and and losing jobs and losing friends and losing family because you are too stubborn to go get the help you need i hope that you have an incredible day hope you have an incredible time uh, and i pray that this episode was a blessing to you and i pray that this podcast is a blessing for you and and I want to hear from you. You can email me, Antar, A-N-T-A-R-F-M-1 at gmail.com. I want to hear from you on Instagram. It is at AntarFM. You can also find Michelle at underscore Michelle Dennis on Instagram as well. Again, underscore Michelle Dennis on Instagram. You can find out more about her and more about her book. Until we talk again, God bless and have a great day.